How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? And welcome to the All Elite Podcast, the double or nothing review right here on the No Holds Barred Network. We are your source for all wrestling podcast content and more. I am your host as always. I am your self-proclaimed greatest host, the Canadian God. My name is Kyle Masters. I guess I'm stealing uh, Sean Spears' uh, name now. Uh, but <laughs> joining me is not Tiffany again. Again, she's still indisposed right now with all her moving. So I'm joined by my rotating door panel. And I got Bill with me. Bill's coming back. Bill Bodkin on the podcast. And another returning guest. Kimmy is back. Kimmy, so cool. I'm going to say so cool. That's okay. But you so, can do it. But it's, what is, how you trying to SoCal or so cold? It's supposed to be SoCal, but if you so want to tell me I'm cool, I can do with that. I mean, I see that trophy in the back. I see it. Yeah, so if you guys see the beautiful trophy, this is actually from when myself, Bill, and Kimmy were on the Bob Culture podcast doing the predictions there. I I drew Kimmy a, a trophy because she called me out on my shit. And I said, well, here, here's a trophy for you. And I accepted it. I... Accepted it, yes. Yes, you did call me out on something I said, the uh, Re- Revolution podcast. But, Kimmy, you're back. I accepted you coming back. It's okay. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. But- Let's call her Kimmy SoCal Uncensored since that oh. team doesn't exist anymore. So now that's her gimmick. Well, I'll take it. Well, well, well. But guys, welcome to the Ollie Podcast. Usually, we're myself to talk about everything in the AW world. We cover. We got you guys covered with Dark BTE, which BTE came out today. I still didn't watch. Um, I did. Elevation. I did. Uh, God, dynamite! Everything soon to be rampage. rampage. Like, it's, there's just gonna be so much AW content covered. We're gonna try to do our best covering it right here in the podcast. Now, first, I gotta bring this up first because of the podcast situation. Um, because there's no dynamite this week on Wednesday, and it's not till Friday. And of course, Tiffany is busy usually on weekends. Um, the next All Elite podcast will not be until next Monday. That's when we're gonna review this Friday show. Anything that comes out during the weekend. So, all the podcasts will be back a week from today, folks, next Monday uh, with the next episode, just to let all you listeners in on that. So, that's that right that there. That was easy. Oops. Yep. <laughs> the oh, wrong uh, button. Philium, in it. Philium, who is live on the scene in the chat right now. What's up, Oh, brother? Philium. So, who was on the prediction panels? What's going on, Phil? I jealous as fuck that you were at Jacksonville, double or nothing. It looks so cool, and it look it just just watching that with the fans back. I was like, so good. Oh, if man, like stupid pandemic. Like I wish I was. If I lived in the states, I probably would have gone because I live in a country that's so far behind with everything and restrictions and all that stuff. I couldn't. I had to enjoy it watching it on television. Yeah, yeah. You guys can cry all you guys want, but I mean, I was home too watching it. So I was yeah, like, me okay. too. <laughs> But still, anyways, uh, hi like everyone America in the chat. just like kind of reopened on Friday. Everyone's like, yeah, it's open. I'm like, I'm not ready. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love it. But yes, hi to everybody in the chat. I see you all there. MGF Scarf. His scarf is showing up in the chat, all silky now. Um, fresh from uh, Double or Nothing in his stadium stampede. Hope you're doing well, MJF Scarf. We got Philium in there. We got the Queen Indies. Tiffany showing up. To just get, talking just showing up. Uh, we got uh, Cupid Girls in there. We got uh, Jackie. Oh, Jackie, how you doing today? She always loves when I do the high pitch voice. But thank you guys for all tuning in. If you're tuning in live, if you're watching back, if you're downloading the episode on audio, thank you for tuning in. We're going to talk about Double or Nothing last night's show, which was absolutely fantastic. It was full of news, 
full of news. Like news came out about it. I'm like, what the fuck? So much to talk about. Um, but yeah, we might as well talk about it. before we get into the pay per view. I am Jermazing. What's going on here in the live chat? I know who you are. How you doing? Um, but before we get into the double or nothing, talk about double or nothing and all that jazz. I'm actually going to talk about a little bit of news that came out afterwards. Um, do with the press conference and all that jazz. Actually, some more recent news. Um, AW will be on TV in India pretty soon, which is really big. Um, big money. Sony Sports replied to someone asking about it and said that there will be an official update coming soon. So Sony right. and AEW getting connected together for India, which is a massive, massive wrestling audience over there. So that kept that kept like TNA alive for years. That that type of that deal in India. That's why they, were do, they, they did those shows over there. Yeah, so all of you Indian fans out there, I know there's some just according to our demographics that are listening to this podcast. It's coming. It's coming. Actually, I had someone pop into my Twitch chat one day while I was doing my Twitch gaming asking about it. And I'm like, man, like as soon as we know, like we'll let the world know. And here we go. We're letting the world know. If you guys don't know, India and AEW coming pretty soon. Um Apparently they're they're signing a they're in the process of signing a bunch of people from Elevation and Dark, yep, which is great. Uh, we saw was it right before the pavery? We saw uh, Bear Country, Bear Country, and Mark Sterling, and Mark Sterling signed, which is weird because Mark Sterling on the um, what should we call it on the Off the Hop Rope podcast, which he he hosts, uh, he said that Bear Country had been signed for a bit, uh, but he is definitely brand new to being signed. Which is cool. He's great. He does the Ryder and Hawkins. He's like the third guy in the Ryder and Hawkins yeah. podcast. <laughs> He's great. Yeah. Um, yes, Jesse I agree. Drake. Signed J.D. Drake. We need a hot boy summer, and you can't have it without the blue collar badass. Yeah, you'd think that he'd have to be signed. With that whole like faction they got going on there, I mean, that's, that's going to be another faction for when they do introduce the triple belts because you know that's coming after cody's press conference last week that's it's it's only a matter of time i think it's i'm assuming the belts are in the process of being designed right now and then they're just working on maybe like a tournament i'm gonna assume maybe the summer we're probably gonna get into summer to be real i imagine like i think this is gonna be the summer of tournaments yeah i agree so, I, I'm, I'm i'm here for it i love a good tournament yeah um leo rush yeah. yeah that's right this is the next bit of news leo rush is under a handshake agreement so kind of one of these with AEW. He is still allowed to be a freelancer. He will continue to work for New Japan Pro Wrestling, GCW, and other indie companies, but will appear for AEW on handshake uh, terms. So, you know what? He'll probably pop in once in a while, which I'm fine with. I, would, would you, uh, I thought that was a pretty cool moment as a Joker because, uh, I mean, I had picked uh, MDK uh, to show up. And I know some people, of course, you know, got a little, got a little wild. Thinking like, hey, <laughs> Daniel Bryan's coming out. Hey, what the hell, I, man? DB, come on, <laughs> here it comes. And like, well, all fine and good, and that would have been amazing. I, I like that it being Leo Rush, man. He fits that AEW model of just like. I think that was my kid yelling out in the street. He heard you um, talking about Leo Rush, you know? <laughs> yeah, so she's really excited for Leo Rush. Uh, but he looked great. I thought he was – I know some people are like, he was in there too quick. He also did 7,000 moves in those two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, he looked incredible. He's going to be a great addition to AEW. And, yeah, I think it's an awesome move by them. It was someone I didn't expect. You know, yeah. I was the Atlantis person who picked Daniel Bryan and played the final countdown all throughout the pay-per-view because I thought if I played the song, he'll come out. <laughs> you manifested. That didn't happen. Put it out there in the universe. Exactly. But, manifested. you know, 
my strategy didn't work but it was someone that i didn't expect and that's why i like with AEW. they try to do people that we didn't expect and even with the mark henry announcement later on in the night whoa that caught me off rush. they've been in the worst frame for a while because tony khan on the press conference said they had been trying to get him before that but he was doing the challenge so leo rush has been on their radar for quite some time i know he just did an mlw deal for a little bit and he is apparently signed to new japan so which will be cool when he can get over there as far as i know i know he's on their website i know i i seen it a couple months ago he was on their roster website but i mean anyway Kind of looks like anyone that appears from New Japan's on that website. I think Chris Jericho's still on it, even though it's he's kind of really mostly contracted to AEW. I, I know he's still got that. Well, I think he's the handshake. He's like, I was gonna say he's there, Leo Rush. Like, no, that's not comparable. <laughs> but he's on that kind of handshake deal. And he says he came out in an interview recently and said he has a ton of New Japan he still wants to do. Okay. Well, that makes be sense. Cool. Yeah. I mean, he's got if he's gonna be you know one of the like lead guys for New Japan Strong to continue on there, and he's got. He's still in the States. He can fly down to Jacksonville or wherever they're going to be touring and then come off for a one-off match. I'm fine with that. I mean, he he looked fantastic last night uh, in that, that battle royal, regardless of what the outcome was. Um, but Leo Rush is definitely a good hand to have. He had a massive pop, which I'm glad he had because it threw me off guard because, you, you know, like we, we were all watching at home and everyone at the stadium were doing the same thing. We were looking at that Titan Tron trying to make out what the hell that phrase said. Next year, next year, yeah. feel the rush. I'm like, oh, it's Leo Rush. I knew it before Justin Roberts even said it. <laughs> I didn't feel. I'm like, feel the rush. I'm like, no way. That's not him. And I'm just like, it's not Rush from See, Ring of Honor. This Bruce. is why I knew, Bill, because a couple months ago, I I uh, I saw a. Um, I was curious about his theme song, so I I YouTubed his theme song, and the one person made like a custom Titantron for him, and it said "Feel the Rush" in it. I'm like, okay. So I kind of okay. put I, I put two and two together, there and then he came out. I'm like, oh, okay, so this is a New Japan guy. So we talked about this on the predictions. We're like, it's 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 either gonna be so and so, so and so, someone from New Japan. So clearly they chose the route, someone from New Japan. And speaking of New Japan, this is quite funny. Someone brought this up at the press conference that uh, they talked about Tony Khan's promo towards WWE, and apparently I put my sunglasses on just to, just to, just in in honor of a uh, big bicep. Yeah, it's like this, like. And if you guys haven't seen this promo, just go and watch it. So Tony Khan cut a promo on the other Khan, which is not related, Nick Khan for WWE, saying that they're working with New Japan or going to be working with New Japan. So he talked about it. He said that New Japan Pro Wrestling knew about Tony Khan's promo and were fine with it and they're going to continue to work together. So there you go. For everyone worried that, you know, they're going to say, screw you, AW, we're going to go WWE and, you know, screw every other company, not happening. They're still going to work with Impact. They're still gonna work with AEW. John Moxley's their damn U.S. champion, and they love that guy. They they like John Moxley is beloved in New Japan Pro Wrestling, so like, they're not gonna cut ties with AEW just like that. The stupidity of the whole thing is like the only conversations that end like New Japan ever we had was about Daniel Bryan going in the G1. That was all the discussion. Uh, was that's, it? Because I've heard that's more what I heard. Well, because there was a whole thing of them being the exclusive partner. American partner where they were going to trade talent, not just Daniel Bryan. It'd be stupid if they that did was that. The, that was the Dave Meltzer report that kind of kickstarted the whole thing was that Nick Khan had reached out to New Japan back in spring. Let's just say, because I'm just saying it's Memorial Day weekend, summer's here. Uh, so back earlier in the year, they had talked about being the exclusive uh, American partner for New Japan Pro Wrestling, and they were going to do a talent exchange at times. And my oh. whole thing was. I just don't see it working because 
I don't want to get in WWE, but too much, but their partnerships often are one-sided. So, so that's why that promo was cut like literally minutes before dynamite. I feel like, and looking, I feel like it was like dynamite. It's not in five minutes. Hey, we're going to cut this promo right now. Okay. Bye. And you look at, you look at Darby's track record with quote unquote working together with people. It's not really great. So I don't imagine them just coming together here. (laughs) Don't get me started on them and ECW. Yeah. Let's not go there. So, yeah, or if, the British wrestling scene. If y'all think that they're they're <laughs> ever gonna work well with people, you got, you got another thing coming, man. The guy at the helm there is never gonna work with anybody. Um, but anyway, no, unless you can buy them. So, yeah. but yeah, unless yeah, you can buy them, unless you can buy them, you know, they'll give a little tease. Oh yeah, we'll work together, and then six months down the road, yeah, we're just gonna buy you out and not mention you ever again. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you have to evolve and uh, do that. <laughs> but um, uh, I like that. You know, sometimes I got it, but. Yeah, I, I like they. A lot of people hated that. They're like, "You're you're such a dummy for poking the bear." And I'm just like, yeah, "That guy's got like a seventy bazillion dollars and like a guarantee from Warner Media. He's okay. Yeah, he can he's probably offer more money than they are. <laughs> he's 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 not a dummy. Like he wouldn't go out and start shooting from the hip like that if he didn't have a plan. At no. least I don't think so. And I'm glad that he actually like talked to New Japan beforehand because I was I, I I'm not gonna lie. I was a little tad worried. But I'm glad that he, he and New Japan had to talk and that he, they knew that he was going to be doing this and they were completely fine with it, which is also a good sign that they're okay with him doing that <laughs> and because yeah, of what I, he said in, in that promo. Chat, yeah. WWE did put up a video on their Instagram of Nia Jax squashing yeah. Britt Baker. Wow, yeah, I know that was supposed Sounds to be Sounds like sour grapes to me. <laughs> but you kind of look like a big old dum-dum for not letting her be a dentist and wrestle for you. Exactly. Anyways, uh, some more new notes from the press conference. Tony wished that Brody Lee could have been, which is kind of sad. He wished that he could have been there in front of that raucous crowd. He says this was the second most emotional AEW show behind Brody's tribute show. Um, He says Orange Cassidy, he praised the hell out of him, says he's one of the best in the world, and they have big plans for him. So, which is what, what more? You, I'm just like, what more can you do? I mean, they, you just put him in a main event title picture. I guess, like, all right, gonna, maybe they're gonna slap a belt on him. Maybe TNT. I'm assuming. I'm assuming maybe that's. That'd be that. I can wow. see him being like a face of TNT with that belt. That'd be that'd be pretty cool because he's just going more. As soon as he keeps getting more popular, you you kind of have to slap that belt on. Him. He's got the JanSport backpack ready, so yeah. he does. <laughs> uh, so he also talked about Mark Henry. He said Mark Henry, which was crazy last night, will be a valuable asset backstage, and he'll be doing a lot of work for Rampage and helping out talent. So everyone jumping on AW's dick and saying, "Oh, he's just gonna come in and win the he- world title." Like, what the hell, guys? Do you know what's you know what's the big? I didn't even realize about Mark Henry the amount of people he brought into WWE. Yeah, so um, Braun Strowman, uh, Bianca Belair. Supposedly he, I've not I didn't I've heard from a few people that he Sasha Banks. He's gonna be a great scout. Jade Cargill. <laughs> he was really high on. So yeah. it's like he's that that's huge. Like yeah, if he could scout talent from out you know and bring them there. I mean that's that's worth all of the money the, the money they're paying him. You could find if you could find them a Sasha Banks or a Braun Strowman who could be a huge. Wouldn't he star be an unreal that? manager for nuts. Jade Cargill? <laughs> well, Mark Sterling's their guy. Yeah, I know. Let's Mark's. Not, I know they're they're going. I know. I know now with the signing, they're going with Mark Sterling. But um, I guess oh, this was pretty good. I mean, I'm glad that he addressed this and did something about it. Uh, Tony Khan addressed the uh, a Spanish commentary incident. Tony did say he went up and personally apologized to Sheeta. Um, about this, and he was let go afterwards. A uh, Willie Urbina, um, Willie Urbina, yeah. yeah. 
uh, he's a stuff like this and AW is never tolerated. So he's going to, I'm glad he did something about it right away. And he personally went up to Sheeta to apologize. He didn't send a, a coach or anyone. He did it himself. And just, it just goes to show you how much of a fucking awesome guy Tony Khan is like the guy literally loves everybody there the same like no no one's treated differently no one's treated better he literally loves everyone the same and treats everyone the same respect which is great yeah um and speaking of rampage he says it is going to be a mix of live and pre-taped show but it will debut live so that first episode will be live i mean if it's anything if it's like 75 to 50 percent of what we saw tonight that crowd's gonna be the crowd's gonna be ripping the seats out yeah um other than that, they did say it was briefly mentioned. This is kind of interesting. So he says they have big plans to do a Halloween special dynamite this year. So I'm yeah. wondering what they're going to do with that. So there's going to be a, a Halloween themed dynamite. They need to be- hire me to do the next St. Patrick's Day slam just to get all the sponsorships and get everything right. Just, yeah. just guys, I've thrown St. Patrick's Day shows in like arenas before. Let's let's make this happen. I'm, I'm, <laughs> your boy, your boy's available. Resumes in the mail tomorrow. Come on. <laughs> Go get a giant I pumpkin know. head just like WCW. I, I, I love that that set. I love that set. They are 100% going to do the Tony Schiavone, redo the Tony Schiavone sketch from WCW. All right, time. yeah. They're totally redoing that, as they should. Oh, that's great. Oh, my God. But anyways, folks, let's uh, let's cut the ties with the news here and get right into oh, I it. I just want to do a, like an hour speculation on the Halloween episode. <laughs> I mean, great. Billy, man, hit me up one day. We'll just do that. We'll call it the... The predict i don't even know what we'll fucking call it something um, predicting the halloween show featuring that, bill and kyle oh su- such a great title <laughs> that'll get that'll get the views <laughs> kimmy can you I'll just name it. all our episodes from now on <laughs> oh my god can i you already do a really good job like oh, i've been very like the, impressed you just did just like the one where bill and kyle talk about halloween wrestling it's like all right cool to be honest here how i come up with the names for our episodes i literally i'm doing that half asleep because i make the thumbnail in the morning the morning of and my my brain's like half asleep and i'm just like oh, okay that sounds good whatever <laughs> i look i pick the picture that i'm gonna pick for the thumbnail i'm like hey what can i say about this picture <laughs> Um, but some of them have been clever. Some of them have been, I'm just like, I, I half-ass and go, that's yeah, good enough. Whatever. <laughs> People are not here for the title. Anyways, we'll talk about the double or nothing. Um, I, 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 I'm going to try stay in order of what I've watched, but we don't really have to. So I'll just start with the opening, obviously, the buy-in. So the buy-in, um, very sunny for, what it says, 7.45 that this thing started at. I'm like, damn, it looks like it's still midday over there. <laughs> It was golden hour, Kyle. It's called golden hour. Golden hour. Sorry. It's the magic magic hour. Um, No, I'm not dressing up like Abaddon in a chat, Philium. Nope. That's not happening. Kimmy. Yes. You be Abaddon. No. (laughs) You won't be coming on this podcast. I'm just saying. The beard's going to be terrible with the the face paint. Kyle, my roomie in college does Halloween makeup. It will literally be just like Abaddon. I will do it and come on the AEP for the Halloween special. Do it make this happen wow. we need to manifest that into the universe let's make this happen right. so doing. about the i know sh- t- tiffany's totally behind it she'll be she'll, she, she oh i know she will be she's gonna overpower me and get you on here anyways um yes all she has to do is look at you like kyle and you're like you're right we're gonna have her on anywho rehu we're gonna talk about speaking of rehu we're gonna talk about the pre-show and that is uh serena deeb versus reho for the nwa women's championship <sighs> match man the crowd man they just just hearing them in the pre-show was like oh there was uh i follow a couple journalists on twitter and they said that 
it's like crazy how much the um, the response before the show even started, people were going nuts. That's incredible. I wish I could have seen that because like it, <laughs> yeah. it started like when when my TV because I, I ordered it through a cable provider. I started it like when it when the pre show started. They were kind of already like circling the ring and the commentators were like in ha- mid conversation. I'm like, oh, great start, guys. Couldn't even see the beginning part, but that's all right. Um, what would you guys think of this match? Like, Kimmy, like, give us your thoughts. What do you think of this entire match in general? Oh, thank you so much for starting. Hey, ladies with me. first. So, ladies first. Oh, you're so nice. I thought this was a great way to start off the pay per view because it was just two great women wrestlers going at it. And even on commentary, they said that Rio has moved to the States. Yeah. So she's here to stay, which oh, is God. the right move, AEW. Please sign her to a new contract. But this was really have. good. That's true, also. This was really good. The one thing that, like, kind of threw me off a little bit was like every time the camera zoomed in on Serena Deeb, you could just see how much she was sweating. Oh, and I was like, girl. That's son. Girl. That's son. Yeah. Canadian. I love, the, I love the new heel version of her. It's great. It's Is this heel? So good. Yeah, she's yeah. yeah, they're turning her heel. She's good. They keep saying how vicious she keeps getting every time. Oh. She's more vicious and more vicious. <laughs> And like, especially with her finisher, where she's slamming the knee into the ground in order to get the the, the tequila sunrise. See, I couldn't tell because of the cheering. <laughs> but well, she her. also slapped Riho like in the middle of the match, and that to me was heel. There it is. Yeah, she didn't shake her hand. She slapped her right in the kisser. I mean, like, but I mean, like, they need that. They need someone like Serena Deeb to be a heel who's going to be awesome and just like go out there and outwork everyone's sorry christian cage uh but like she's yeah she she looked amazing and it's just like she's been an ace for them and like one of their best signings of the last year yeah she's she's i mean she's technically in ring i say she's probably one of the best in ring out of their their entire division like she is so good in ring she's just she flows so well there's no like slow in her pace she runs off the ropes just as quick as the men and she, man, she's she just built like a very great professional wrestler, and I, I really want to know how she translates that into now promo. I don't think I've ever heard her promo before. Serena Deep, yeah, I think she's done some. It's just been fairly innocuous. Uh, they they haven't gone full bore with the heel turn yet. Like she, I think she did something on their Instagram live where it was just like, oh hey, yeah, I'm the woman of a thousand holes. I'm ready to go. So yeah, I, I don't know either, but. They need that, and because uh, we saw a break, like why isn't start we, featuring her? Right, like, I mean, she sold that NWA pay per view. We didn't need the other people. It was hey, she put on a great performance. Like we saw with Britt, like with her when she was first a babyface. Um, her promos just they weren't cutting it right. Like she wasn't. No one was really buying her as a babyface. Like with her promos, like it really wasn't clicking together. And as soon as she turned her heel, and her heel promo started coming out, like you knew you had something with Brit with her promos when she was doing like all her heel shit. So maybe, maybe there's something there with Serena D. Maybe if they start when she goes on full on blow heel now and she starts cutting like these, like prompt, like these like vignettes or whatever they're called. Maybe we'll see something. Maybe there's something that we haven't seen with Serena D. And if she can click it and nail it, she's a complete package. She's like strap the women's world title on her. Eventually. Like my God, if she can carry that NWA belt, she screams world champion AW already. And and Rio was great. And she was oh, she yeah. just, it was just a reminder that hey, yeah, I'm great. And, and I think it's like the the, the pre COVID era women's ace and the COVID era women's ace colliding. I thought that was really cool. And 
yeah, they had a nice little history. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to just that women's division now is it's there's something special coming. Yep. Um, we'll see. I mean, they I mean they tease a new era. I know we didn't get any like big big debuts, but they teased the new era crap all all weekend. And especially with uh, Britt Baker, like it, you, they they mentioned it a couple of times during that match, like you know she's gonna don in this new era. So I imagine something has to become big to this division. Like Tony Khan said, there was a bunch of big sign. I know. I think now when he was saying big signings, I know he's now referring to Mark Henry, big Literally. signing. Yeah, and he's doing it on the show that Mark Henry was on. <laughs> so like. Um, yeah, Mark Henry was really excited to talk to Tony Khan this week. Yeah, busted <laughs> open. He's like really happy, and apparently getting in shape because I'm gonna tell you what, he's got one more match left in him. Hey, I, I'm I'm not gonna say I wouldn't mind that. No, again, put him if, in the Hall of Pain, but I'm yeah. sure you can't call it that. Uh, no, all <laughs> of something else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great opener, great uh, pre-show match. Uh, they. The opener, the papery wasn't what I expected. I thought it was gonna be the tag team match. I mean, it did follow this match, but they announced that it was gonna be Sting. Yeah. And I texted Bill that, and then Taz came out, and we were really confused. So I think they were waiting for it to be dark. Yeah, his entrance works a lot better. Sting's entrance would have been <laughs> yeah. a tad ruined if it was in the daylight. I agree. Yeah. I didn't think of the entrance. I just thought like they wanted just to get a couple things in and then put Sting in there. Yeah, but the entrance because the snow somewhere Tiffany was gonna be screaming when that happens but they needed the snow just to look cooler yeah you can't see the snow when shining that bright no <laughs> it, it'll just look like dust flying around um but anyways they opened up with hangman page and brian cage which was oh man dude I, I said it to my to my buddy right after this match was finished i'm like okay this this match sold me the pay-per-view already like they put on a fucking stellar opening contest and it helped i mean it helped you the crowd was like this was like the first official like match back right with a full crowd and they man i told these two before we got on I'm like i couldn't hear hangman's entrance because the crowd was so loud like that's how crazy loud they were and philium who's in the check and probably attested that how loud it was there during that entrance i saw video clips and man it was just oh incredible just incredible to have a full crowd back it just it felt so good but the match itself was very very well done very Mine well done ending AEW match for yeah. sure uh, I felt bad because on the BCP, I just kept talking about how non-excited I was for this match. <laughs> this and is I true. Like, I was like, well, I got proved wrong in about 10 minutes. That was Holy a main event. That, that could have main evented uh, Dynamite hands down. Like, I think just about every match they had on this show could have been a main event of something. Like, the, the last three or four matches could have main event to the pay-per-view, but, like, every one of those matches is a, a main event match for sure. Right. And they wrestled it. I thought the coolest thing was... I could not believe it. A hangman doing the F five. Yeah. On cage. I was just like, Jesus Christ. Like I was not picking that up and like, but yeah, the cage looked awesome in this and it was perfect for him because he's going to turn face now. Yeah. And he needed to look awesome in that match. And he really did. So they did that perfectly. The way they perfect. ended the match with the, the interruptions and, you know, like them going around it to, to have a really clean ending. That was really well done. And, you know what I noticed too? I'm like, oh, okay. Hangman's like a little bit taller than Brian Cage. And I'm like, oh, that's a little weird. I didn't think that was, I thought it was the other way around. Yeah, big boy. Uh, 
Yeah, and apparently going to be a dad soon too. AEW, everyone's having kids. I seen that. Who is he not? I'm assuming whoever he's dating is not wrestling related because I've never heard about him dating anybody. Who? Hangman Page. He's married. He's been. He's, he's married. married. Yeah, he's yeah no married idea. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been, he's married for quite a, quite a few years. Yeah, Tony no idea. Yeah, he said his wife, his pregnant wife, was there, and I was just I'm like, man, everyone's having babies now. Um, it was great. Yeah, it, great this is great. And Hangman, like, I had my whole tinfoil hat, which I'm glad didn't happen because, like, Hangman, like, like that. That was the this was the theme for AEW for the night was they booked for that live crowd, not like the booking for the pandemic era. They were just like, yeah. we're gonna get some pops and we're gonna remind everyone watching at home, it's like, oh, I need to be at an AEW show really bad. Yeah, and it sucks too because I. I sat there. I'm like, man, I wish I was all. I, I wish I'd be going all out. And I think like all out's going to be crazy. But I think the this fan is, fest look cool. This was the show to be at, though. This was going to be. This was the ultimate show to be at for the first reaction back before a pandemic. And it's going to be the same on the first touring day because now they don't have. They're not going to have as much crowd until the first touring day, which is, I think is the the first week of July. They're going to uh, Miami. Miami. Um, yeah, something like that. And even if they, we don't even know if they're going to sell that. I imagine they will. Um, they added seats. Oh, so, in Miami! Wow, so there it's gonna I be. I pay way too house. much attention to AEW Twitter. Um, Sorry, I know they're selling tickets for Friday. So this Friday show is also gonna be live, but it's a two-hour delay live. So they're gonna be starting at. If you go to the event, it starts at eight p.m. We're not gonna see it until ten p.m. So there's a two-hour delay live this coming Friday, but it's gonna be live. In a way, it's still live. So live to tape. Yeah, live to tape. There you go. Um. So, yeah, again, the crowd just made the whole difference. So, great opening contest. They 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 uh they followed it up by the tag team match, uh, with uh, Moxley and Kingston, with the Young Bucks. This is another freaking insane match. And okay, like I was only looking like yeah, I had to wait. I waited for it. I'm like, yeah, I need to hear Moxley's entrance. I need to see how the crowd reacts. They were yeah. singing the song before the part even got to the part, and I'm like, oh my god, like this is what I wanted plus. Like Moxie didn't even burst it out of the door yet, and I could hear the crowd singing it. <laughs> I was in another room. I was watching on my laptop. I had my Bluetooth speak headphones on. Yeah, and I was just making myself a, a beverage like one does. And all of a sudden, like I just hear them singing in my ear. I'm like, I have to run back to my TV to see what's happening right now. I'm like, oh, they must have walked out. I'm like, they're still behind the doors. <laughs> like, and the shirt, the shirt Moxley was wearing. Oh my god, it's trying to acid. Oh my god. So it is literally a a screenshot of BTE. <laughs> Of Matt Jackson calling them marks and it said marks on it. I'm like, oh my god. And Moxley had his Sandman moment. Yeah. <laughs> but him in his entrance, he's going crazy. Okay, you have to go back and watch it slowly, guys. Go on YouTube. There's a there's a video of his entrance. He literally almost hit a fan in the head with that thrown chair. There's a fan reaching over, just being crazy, going, the he had to move his head back. He did one of those like head back flinches. Because the chair literally went right by the guy's head. That was not a lightweight chair. <laughs> no, that was one of those heavy, cushioned, reinforced steel chairs. Somewhere Sean Spears was crying. He's like, how dare they? And I'm shocked no one stole a Dior's because he just whipped them to the ground and then walked by them. And then Kings is telling him on the way back, yo, you got to pick up the shoes. They're over there. <laughs> I was like, did Moxley get lost on his way? Oh, he was just feeling it. He was in oh, the moment did. and he didn't care what... I think he lost his like where he was in the arena because he was just oh you Moxie's the guy that comes out and he lives for those reactions. He loves 
those fan reactions and and soaks it all in every single time. Doesn't matter what event, what day it is, as long as he gets an entrance, he soaks it all in, and it's amazing. You can see like the genuine like happiness. <laughs> I know he looks crazy and lunatic, you know, pun intended, but he he literally loves all that shit. So the match itself, though, Kenny, like Eddie wh- Kingston, though he was that yeah. was the one I was curious about because it's like he's he was the guy one of the one of the many members of the AEW roster never wrestled in front of an AEW crowd before i don't know if he's wrestled in front of a crowd that big before i know he's done some ring of honor stuff and impact stuff but that AEW crowd's way different than a ring of honor and impact crowd and they were behind him dude they loved him and that was awesome to hear He's one of those wrestlers who really got over in the pandemic too. That really was a stable for AEW. It, it, man, the crowd were chanting Ed, like you can hear the Eddie chants while the song was still playing. Like, oh my god! Like, I know this was like his first ever. Like, this is like his big his big moment in front of a large ass crowd, like a large ass AEW crowd, and he was. Man, I just felt so good for both of them. Like that was yeah. such a cool thing, and the Young Bucks got like the 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 proper booze, like the the necessary booze that they are got. I'm like, Oh, this is perfect. They're like, this is just, this whole moment was just great. And the match itself was, Oh man, that was, that was so I good. I want to watch it again. It was that good. <laughs> I want to watch it like three more times. Oh, we got everything in that match. We got it. Like the, the young bucks, like crazy ass move style. We got everything physical from Moxley and Kingston. There's just so many cool moments in this match. And, like, Did you see their tights? Like how they had like patches on them. It's yeah. like, pockets i gotta bring that up speaking of uh tires there kimmy young bucks I'm so mad. how do you how did you feel about their uh coats there kimmy it looks kind of familiar i don't know oh like, i wonder i think if anyone I'll watched wrestlemania it. backlash at the end no one did no one no there were like oh, people who said oh my god that's Rollins' suit no kidding what event you say this, wrestlemania or backlash which one wrestlemania backlash that's what the paper was called oh, don't ask me why uh, i don't know wb <laughs> does weird ass things now they like to name all their papers after stupid sayings i can't wait for the wrestlemania backlash SummerSlam Royal rumble <laughs> i'm looking forward to money in the bank hell in a cell yeah. wrestlemania because oh. that's gonna be sweet. well that's gonna be a great event yeah that's good that follows up <laughs> right that follows up elimination chamber rumble a survivor series Saturday night's main takeover. Main takeover. I will say, you know, Rollins is obviously the drip god and the Bucks are just trying to be the drip kings, but they'll never get to where Rollins is. I'm sorry. You won't get there. (laughs) Well, you know what Rollins is? You know what? You know what? They didn't get. He's, you know, he did start with the suits and stuff, but he doesn't have the the danglies one. The danglies. He's not a dangly daddy yet. And he is a dad. He can dangly. And he doesn't have the uh, headbands with that's the, right. uh, that's right. you know, his, candelabras. His hair is too pretty for that, though. He doesn't need any headwear. His hair is perfect. But I feel like if he did that, it'd be pretty funny. I don't think, I don't think that's true. Or if he had him. the dangly earrings, if he did a dangly earring, I'd be like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> you're, all right, you're all right in my book, kid. He's got it now. Just put a clip on, man. You don't even have to get a real piercing. I mean, I don't think that. That that septum piercing is real on Nick Jackson. Oh, hey, you never know. <laughs> Can we talk about Nick Jackson dying his hair? Oh, okay. You mean Macho awesome. Macho Man Nick Jackson? Because I thought it was Michael Hayes at first, and then <laughs> he, then he started doing the Macho Man. I'm like, oh, he's doing a Macho Man. Okay. His oh, hair perfect. is orange. Yeah, as it should Why? be, because he's a heel and he wants people to hate him more. 
and it's it just annoying. Look, it look ugly. I think that's also see Kilroy. I think they're doing it on purpose. I don't necessarily think that that the young bucks are making fun of Rollins. They're friends, so I honestly they think, are. I honestly think they 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 talk to each other and go, okay, what do you Rollins like like Snapchat us what you're wearing? Okay, we're gonna try to find something like this. It's it's playful little jabs, and yeah. I think I think we need that in wrestling, and that you know I I think that's it's fun. It's fun. And I didn't even know until Kimmy pointed out, really. Like, I, and that's, that's just for me not watching both products, but clearly because Kimmy right. watches both products, she knew right away. So, well, it's also Seth Rollins. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I screamed in my house, and my dad was like, stop. And I'm like, no, this is ridiculous at this point. Where is Rollins' tweet about the Forbidden Door? I'm waiting for it. <laughs> oh, it's funny. But uh, yeah, great match. Very good, very good match. Um, Beautiful. I'm trying to think what followed off after that. I think they did the. I like uh, that we got. I like to point out that my pick of Kazarian coming out. Oh, that's did right. Happen. Not in the same way, but now he's the elite hunter. Oh. I'm, I'm good with Angry Frankie coming out and fighting people. I wouldn't mind him and uh, Chad too. Angry bad Frankie. Angry oh, Frank. do you want to mention that they did do a sh- uh, an all out announcement? Uh, Chicago. They did like a, a commercial with Cody Rhodes. It's uh, coming back to Chicago. They didn't confirm Sears Center though, which is interesting. I've seen some thing that it's the now center or something like that, which might be the Sears center now, but they didn't uh, confirm an arena, which is where they confirmed the arena I saw a poster for it. I don't know how legit so it is. they did full gear as well last night and they confirmed the like St. Louis and the arena, but all oh, out, there's no arena confirmed, which is oh. interesting. Hmm. I don't know if they're going to try to Soldier switch it up and go. To... No, no, not. a. I mean, it's possible, but, uh, I, I I don't know. One day, one day I think it's gonna. Happen. Yeah, I I, I kind of think maybe they they're kind of maybe trying to work things out with maybe the United Center. They like go go bigger because that's a big arena. So I think that I think especially if if all goes well, which is what I'm hoping, they could fill that for sure. Yeah, and especially if they're gonna be. I mean, you know what's cool too, interesting too. I made note of that that promo at the end, like right at the end, where champions are made and all the belts were in the background, like behind the yeah. cityscape. I'm like okay why though like what's the, what's the point of it like this obviously meaning that all titles are going to be on the line but they usually are which are usually are yeah usually are but i don't know it was weirdly that they 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 made it a point to make those titles like stand out behind the city and then they put the, the slogan where champions are made well i mean that's where they crown jericho as the champion yeah and who knows maybe the AEW does this thing sometimes. I feel like they always throw out these little things. Or like, let's see what you think this is. It might not be, yeah. but hey, maybe it is. And then you're just we're just sitting there, just like Charlie Day, and it's always sunny with like you know, you know, our eyes are bloodshot, and we have string going everywhere and corkboards. Don't think I haven't done that. Uh, <laughs> I haven't, literally, but that's how my brain works. Uh, you know, it's just like we're trying to piece stuff together. I mean, this whole the last few times we've been on these podcasts, we're just like, well, what if? I have when's this date up? What does this mean? Like, I kind of like that. it's fun they to speculate. It's so much fun to speculate. Bo- it's like a mystery yeah. box show, and you're yeah. just like, oh, cool. Let's speculate. It's yeah. just you can't get your hopes up. And please don't think CM Punk's going to show up because we need to stop thinking that because that'll get your hopes get up real it's quick. It's not me. It's <laughs> Kyle who thinks no, no, that. No, no, I'm talking to. No, he's talking to the, the general Twitter. I just, I just like, would love I mean, it, I Kimmy. I love CM Punk. I've always loved CM Punk. But it's just at this point, it's just like, if he shows up. I'm not getting my hopes wow, up. Wow. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. If he doesn't show up, okay. Like, I'm just, I'm done with it. You know, I'm just like, all right, fine. You're not in it. That's cool. Like, 
people in the gang. Like, let's move on from you or you'll be down there one day or not. Like, so I, I'm just not looking forward to I'm not banking all my Chicago hopes on CM Punk. Yeah, and, to, and, and to be fair, Kimmy, to be like, fair. to be fair, to be fair, to be fair. Oh, I forgot there was a soundboard. Yeah, of my, to be, to why be is fair, Kimmy, <laughs> I would love to have CM Punk back. But I'm not the one that's getting my hopes up every pay per view and tweeting. Oh my god, I hope CM Punk's here. Oh my god, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not one of those people. I'm glad you're not. Okay, but uh, Jackie did mention in chat uh, Battle of Belts. Battle of Belts. I think that's going to be the name of their uh, quarterly special. Their TNT specials next year. The the quarterly specials. It's almost certain that's what they're doing. Who knows though? That could change. You never know. Um, because it's so far away. So yeah. Um. Besides that, we'll talk about the Casino Battle Royale, where the winner refused a few future world title match. And God, did that ever... I mean, we I picked Christian Cage. Bill picked Christian Cage. What, who did you pick again? Uh, Penta. You picked Penta, which I, I thought Penta was eliminated way too early. I thought he'd be one of the final three. Um, especially, so oh, yo, that reaction that Penta got, though. Oh, my God. Did he ever get a pop? His <laughs> yeah. gear? Oh. Yeah, the Joker gear. Joke. Yeah. yeah, I mean the pops that some of these guys got were ungodly. I mean, they they have a little problem with Max Caster because people really really like him. Oh yeah, he got a massive pop when he came out there. The edge line was great too. Oh my god. Um, I uh, Cole Cabana got a huge reaction. Yeah. Uno Ten got a massive reaction. And like he, like there was a lot of Brian Pillman in the blondes got people were chanting Pillman Jr. Like I'm like <laughs> I've been to MLW shows and people weren't chanting Pillman Jr. No, it's like MLW, but I'm just saying like he was he was that was like his promotion and then like yo they're gonna be a big tag team they're gonna be a really top team fan fest their line was literally around the stadium for the varsity blondes yeah i mean there was other people who came in you're just like my god like this the reactions these people are getting are some people got good reactions but there are other people like that was like god tier reaction yeah like when jim ross says evil uno has a fan club you're like oh okay this is yeah he's really popular now as opposed to last time aw crowd saw him they're like I never want to see him again. Right, And like, it's, him. it's funny that Griff Garrison came from being the guy and being the elite that was mistaken for jungle boy to this now. <laughs> yep. 10 going to be big. Yeah. Rob, Rob from the Bob culture podcast. And yeah. yeah, 10 is going to be big. Like he, he, everything he, when he hit that spine buster, I forgot who it was on. People were just like unglued when he did that. Yeah. So a few people were actually replaced in this match. The blade was replaced. Yeah, he's hurt. Um, by Serpentico. Yeah, QT Marshall was replaced by uh, Aaron Solo. Aaron Solo. Uh, everyone else kind of looks like they did appear as normal. Uh, but the winner, okay, so they went with Jungle Boy, but the final two was Christian Cage. I know we mentioned Leo Rush already was a Joker, so we don't really yeah. need to talk about that. Matt Hardy with um, Matt Hardy had a Hardy Family Office had a huge showing of that. Did you see there was like a mini massive pop when it was him and Christian in the ring, and then that was I hate that it was derailed so quick because that looked like it was going to be a moment where they were going to stare down. But that this is this is going to be a feud going to the live audiences, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because people are going to want to see that. And that's a good feud for both of them because that's going to be that's a, that's that, that's a main event of dynamite right there, for sure. Yeah. So, him and Christian and Jungle Boy being the last two. I mean, I was this this was actually my favorite Casino Battle Royal. I think out of all of them they've done, this was so well done, <laughs> and like even the ending was great. Like 
And then picking Jungle Boy, that shocked me. I'm like, okay, they went with Jungle Boy. It's like, interesting. <laughs> so, Kimmy, I, what do you think of Jungle Boy winning? Because I have some thoughts. Oh, no. <laughs> so, for me, I really thought when it was Christian and Jungle Boy, oh, Bill and Kyle are right. It's going to be Christian. But secretly, I really wanted to be Jungle Boy. And I text you that. I'm like, wait, guys, I want Jungle Boy to win. I'm changing my pick. Because Penta, Penta's gone. I can change my pick now. Of course. And... Just the reaction he got, especially when Marco and Luchasaurus came out, was amazing. And that's a match where I really feel like they listened to the crowd because they were booing every time Christian had a little bit of an advantage that he was going to win. People wanted Jungle Boy. I did not want to see if Christian won and Jungle Boy lost with the reaction of the crowd. So I'm happy they went with Jungle Boy. I loved what they did in the match with the result. Like, and they, like, they were, but my I guess my concern with Jungle Boy is he's won Battle Royals before, he's gotten these big opportunities before, and then he's going to lose again. It's just like, unless they're doing the Darby Allen thing with him where he just, he never wins the big one, but that's a fine line where it's just like, if he can't keep winning the big one, when do people stop believing he can win the big one? That's my concern because he had, he did the 10 minutes with Jericho, which was awesome. But he won, you know, he had the Cody one where he lost. And, and he's had other ones where he's had the big shots, but he's lost. Uh, the match with Darby, he lost, you know, for the two TNT title shots he has. So he loses to Kenny, probably most likely loses to Kenny. And, you know, does that take anything off where people are going to start believing him less? That's my, my cons- question and concern to you guys. My dad said the same thing to me. And he was like, this is just another one. Like, what does this prove to Kenny? What does this prove to Jungle Boy? But but remember what we said on the BCP, a big baby face that could attack Miro for the TNT title or Miro could attack to get heat. There you go. I think that's you what's going to set Jungle up. Boy. That's going to, like, they're going to be interviewing Jungle Boy backstage or something. And then he's going to be talking about the match. And then Miro's just going to, like, attack him out of nowhere or something. You got to, like, especially after that reaction and the, the live yeah. crowd singing his song and just everything that's happened with him. Yo, with, the, with the waves, the, the hand waves, I was I was popping for that huge, man. I was going nuts for that. Like, everyone was, like, in sync. <laughs> you got to, you got to, it's time to pull the trigger on this yeah. guy. You know, I, I know he's still super, super young, but, like, you got to put a, like, even if he has that title for a couple months, it's going to mean a ton. And, like, Miro comes back and kills him a few months later. I mean, that's fine. Like, you just have to show people, like, yes, this is a guy we believe in. He's a pillar of the company. He's got a future. He's the future of the company. Can't just have him be Dolph. No offense to Dolph Ziggler, but that's what Dolph Ziggler became. It's like, he's the guy. You can keep yeah. building him up, building him up, and then he loses. And he loses again and again, and then you're like, that guy's never going to win. And when he does, you're like, okay. I think it's going to be a really good match, though. I think Kenny, because oh, it's, so, it's so early, right? It's only in two weeks. I think that's it's yeah. going to main event the dynamite in two weeks, and I think they're going to have they're going to be given a lot of looted time. I think they're going to get like twenty to twenty five minutes, and they're going to put on a banger. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, so um, I'm excited for that. I mean, it, it would have made more sense for Christian, you know, kind of build it up until like Fighter Fest or Fight for the Fallen, whatever the next big. But summer I think event that's going to be Matt Hardy because of BTE yeah. this week. Matt Hardy is basically like, I'm going to me and Private Party are going to we're going to we're going to take you out. Oh, okay. So yeah, that was good. Um, I mean, apparently big things for, according to Tony Khan, big things for private party in 2021. So this is unfortunate that this was my least favorite match of night. Cause I was kind of looking for a tad to it, but you know, it kind of was boring. So Cody Rhodes and a go, go, it just really wasn't that exciting. I was hyped for the entrance. You know, Cody brought his own theme back. I like the whole orchestral part that he added to it. It sounds really cool. He got, yeah. he got it announced as the American dream. I was like, okay, good, whatever it was. It's awesome. But the match was just. 
it really did nothing for me. It was boring to me. It was normal. I mean, I saw more out of a go-go. I, I can see now a glimpse that there is something big with a go-go. He did, he did look pretty smooth in the ring, and that's just because he's been training like every damn day in the, the Nightmare Factory with Cody and everybody in there. I can see there's something big with a go-go. Just this match just was like, eh, I just, and Cody winning, I was like, oh, of course. It was one of those yeah, where you, you don't want to say it. Like <laughs> you don't want to say it, but you had to say like, oh, of course Cody won, right? Like it was one of those moments. And I and I don't want to be the one that come on here and be like, oh, well, fuck Cody Rhodes. He's just going to win it all the time. But ah, he could have taken the L here. After watching that, I'm like, oh, he could have taken the L here. They could have done what you said, Bill. They could have done like a stop the match kind of thing. Or, you know, he could have gotten like punched out and, you know, they could have beat the, beat him down after the whole nightmare factory comes out or the, the factory comes out and beat him down. And I was just like, this was just, this felt like a dynamite match. Just felt like, I'm like, this is like, this is not pay-per-view. Kim. To a lot of people, this was the cool down match, right? Because if you look at the card, what's the cool down match? Because to me, oh, Sting or even Brian. I think that's a good thing, though. I think it's a good no, thing if, you're, if your company has no cool down matches. That kind of proves that you're doing something right. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know. But, like, that's what I was saying. Like, everyone was so excited for this. Yeah. And then, oh, this is a complete disaster. Holy crap. Yeah. Why is this on, on pay-per-view? This I could have done without this match on the pay-per-view. I was not looking forward to this match. I don't like Anthony Agogo, despite what you both like to tell me. So this was just boring. This proved a couple. The positives you could take out of this match is that Anthony Gogo does have Something. wrestling acumen. Yeah. He has a lot of upside. He can. He has pretty sweet ass frog splash. Um, Yo, the just, lowdown. That was the lowdown. <laughs> He, that he, looked exactly he, like the, I was like, oh shit! I pop right away. I'm like, yo, that's the lowdown. If he if he did the thing with his head afterwards, <laughs> yeah. it's like you gotta recognize the real deal. Okay, great. Uh, but yeah, I just like I felt like a go go. Just like he needed that win, but it should have been quick. Um, I know why they booked it this way. I mean, like I said, this was a perfectly booked match for the live crowd, and people popped for Cody when he came out. They popped for when he won, but they were pretty quiet during this match. Yeah, um, it just never came together. I think a lot of people were turned off by the by Cody's promo from a few weeks ago on Dynamite. I'm not going to get into it, but like people weren't into it. People didn't like the USA versus England angle. I know to bring the American dream in, it made sense. You could have done that regardless. You didn't have to bring patriotism in it or the country or politics. You could have said, I'm the American dream. Um, but yeah, this just didn't work. I know they have a, a match, a tag match. It's uh shoddy and Cody versus QT and, and um, a go-go. And I'm sure, I mean, I can't even say the factory will go over, but like there's ways to rehab a go-go from this, but you got to have a, put a lot of work into it. And yes, he did look like Homelander from, the boys yeah and you know there are these rumors that cody is playing some 4d chess here with his persona <laughs> that he's a he is really a heel who just doesn't get it like a homelander and bo- and the boys uh so we'll see if that plays into it i don't think so but uh this was not this this wasn't it for me it wasn't the disaster a lot of people thought it was I, no i, I saw some overreaction i'm like okay let's it was boring but let's it, let's know it's not bad yeah, I've seen some pretty disastrous matches in the last 32 years that were a lot worse than this. So, I'm like, yeah, I'm not worried. I actually, I said to Kimmy before, before you, while you were futzing around, before we started, I was like, imagine they put the Shaq match here instead of a go-go. Yeah, that would have gotten over huge. Oh man, dude, the crowd like that. If that was Jade Cargill's debut, and or, the, the Shaq it spot, have to be her, 
or like that the shack spot with the chop the the yeah. ta- the the table exploded. That was kind of like wasn't that Jay Cargo's like in ring debut though, wasn't she? In, it was yeah. 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 So like, but even if it wasn't like, and you know, she's proved herself to be pretty good. Yeah. And Red Velvet's great. And you put those four in the ring, like, and then you had that table spot, like people would have gone banana. Oh, they they would have eaten it up. It. Shaq would have gotten a massive reaction to walking out, and then Shaq's do, coming back. Yeah, doing like all the spots he did in that match, like. Yeah, he's that would have that would have gotten a massive reaction. I mean, look at the reaction that's I mean, we're not gonna talk, but we're gonna talk about it soon. But what that sting got jumping off the casino chip, you can just imagine what should have heard me. What, you could you could you just imagine what Shaq would have gotten doing the table spot like that would have gotten like a, the holy shit and this is awesome and it would have gotten all all of it. And that would I think that would have gotten more of react like more coverage for them to do yeah because of all the people there but. The news did break this week that kind of got lost in the shuffle. He's going to be back on the AEW this summer, apparently, unless he's going to WWE, which I don't think. <laughs> Buddy, but well, from what back. I've seen, bring Shaq back. I don't know if they do more shit like that. I'll I'm all for it. Just keep doing that stuff. Yeah, um, just have Shaq explode tables. Even great. the promo work he did with Brandy, like the the remember the thing where like Brandy threw the water on him. I, I thought I ate that up. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. That's a great promo there. Like he he took a he took a shot in the face of water by by Brandy. Like, so do you guys think a go-go has been completely derailed? No. Is he a lost cause now? No. He's got to have something big for the summer, though. they got to transition this into something nice. Um. So in order to continue this, or else he will get lost in the shuffle. And they'll have to repackage him. So they need they need I, to do something. I've told you my opinions on Anthony Go-Go. But to me, no. It's, it's, just, it's his third match. We can't judge him for only having three matches. He's still training. So jumping big for the summer would definitely help him. But this doesn't ruin what could be a very good career for him. I think if you if you do the thing where he talks about where he – because he said Cody Rhodes is a great wrestler. So it wasn't like he said – you know, he keeps going with Piss Boy, but, I mean, he didn't say he was a bad wrestler. Um, but I think if he goes, like, I was thinking like a boxer, not a wrestler. Yeah. And – then he starts wrestling more and we see him getting better in the ring. And then eventually they, re- they meet up again, but they do it in England, Cody and a go, go oh. and Cody gets, and he beats Food. Cody in the ring. Cody's going to get the John Cena reaction from ECW. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. if he's fighting him, he hundred percent will. And yeah. I think if that's the long con, if that's no, didn't mean to say, nah. like, you know, man, if that's the long game here and when they go to England, he beats Cody and he gets that massive reaction. The star is born there. Then yeah. that this was all worth it. Then we'll see. We'll see. But we're gonna move on here to Miro and Lance Archer. Feel free for the to team. steal that idea, guys. <laughs> they watch. I guarantee you they they have to watch because some sometimes me and Tiff talk about something. They literally do it on BT the next like the very next BT or the very next Dynamite. I'm like, come on, they got to be listening. Someone's got to be peeping in. Um. Anyways, but Miro and Lance Archer for the TNT Championship. Uh. I think this oh, I lived called up. It. Yeah, sleeper match, man. <laughs> I got I got to bring it up though because it scared the shit out of me at first. I'm like, okay, Aunt Archer, stop. Why'd you have to do? I would have been fine if they had waited for Miro to get into the ring and then started brawling, but Archer <laughs> decided to do a suicide dive on Pond Miro entering the ring, and it lo- looked bad, and he almost. <laughs> Uh, he could have landed if he had landed a little bit more awkward. That could have, that would have been straight on his neck. If he had bent a little bit more, that would have been straight on Archer's neck. And I don't even know how much. I mean, his body weight coming straight down on his own neck, and he's a big dude, so I don't know about that. And I just, I, I cringed a little bit. I laughed too, though. I was, I would, I did laugh when he, he kind of missed Mural a little bit. I did laugh. I'm like, okay, that's funny. But it was a great match. 
they it was it was a very 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 big hoss fight type of match two big guys clashing and this was definitely like archer's like biggest test like this is this was the biggest test he's had every match he's kind of had in aw even if it's been with cody rhodes and others i think nero put up the biggest test out of all of them which is great that's good to see because you want a your tnt champion to look really good and b miro to look very good because what hit what the momentum he is he's riding right now and they, the finish was great, too, of them choosing to have him pass out and tap out. Smart, very, very smart to do, and it, it still made both guys look good. I enjoyed this match, so I don't know what you guys Did have you enjoy it. your boy, Drake Roberts? I don't talk about him because, like, it, scared the shit, it scares the shit out of me every time he's out there. I know he's probably doing good in DDP yoga and all that stuff, but I just, he does actions that don't help me believe that he's going to be okay. <laughs> When he does stuff, when he falls to the ground and grabs, starts reaching at his heart, he does that every time. If you notice, he falls to the ground, he reaches at his heart every time, and that scares the shit out of me. So, do you think? Do you guys think that Lance even needs Jake anymore? No. Like, he never I think, did. I don't think. I think he did in a little bit in the beginning because he was never known as a talker. But I think like Jake the Sacred was still a valuable piece of the AEW team, like to teach a lot of people. Because I mean, the guy's a great, always been a great promo, always knows his, he knows his stuff. But I don't know if I think maybe he's he's outgrown Jake, and I'm fine with you know them parting ways. And, and maybe Jake moves on to somebody else. You know, I like I don't know. I'm just throwing a name like Bear Country or something like that. Like he manages them. You know, they become Snake Country. No, it's snake terrible, country. terrible thing I said. Don't make that happen, guys. Uh, take this out of the universe. But yeah, this match was awesome. And Miro over as hell. Yeah, he he came out and there, there was a nice reaction. It was a very very that's nice. Being, reaction. That's being that's that's I think that's underselling it. I think he like when they're doing the Miro's, gonna, especially on Dynamite too, when they're doing the Miro's going to kill you thing against Dante Martin. Like he was. Like he he knows that. Like I was worried about him just being turned babyface. I don't think we have to worry about that. I think he knows just to turn it off and be like, nope, you're gonna hate me. It's fine. So we'll move on here. Sorry, I had the few text messages with my boss. My boss, of course, is texting me during podcasting. You're uh, like it's Memorial Day, pal. Yeah. Well, I'm Canadian. Doesn't happen up here. Well. <laughs> Um, we're gonna move on to the uh, yeah. We'll talk my about girl. It, yeah. We'll talk about the women's championship match. Uh, Hikaru Shida versus Britt Baker, DMD, which was the most over thing I seen of the entire night. The crowd yelling DMD during Justin Roberts' introduction, even her after the match, and then even her doing the DMT after the match. Oh my God! Okay, yep, Bill. What we we talk about is correct. They have to turn. They're, they're going to be. I don't know what they're going to do with her. It's got to come down to them, her to come out and do a promo because she just turned ultra babyface after tonight. Because my God. The reaction she got was one of the loudest of the night. <laughs> Even at, when mm-hmm. she when she won, I'm like, oh my god, that was the deafening roar. <laughs> Did you see the video of her parents and her brother reacting in the front row to yeah. her winning? Adam Cole was obviously backstage. Oh yeah, yes he was. Oh, he did not be out. He's hanging with. He was hanging with the click, baby. He's hanging with the click. Like I called my boyfriend. I'm like, yeah, what'd you call across the room to him? Come on. Uh, but yeah, that was this. I think she has the ability to cut people down, and I think it's going to be okay. I think she'll yeah. be all right. I mean, remember she had people in that Texas in that early thing where she, you know, people were behind her. She's going to be she Kenny. The Whataburger thing, and then yeah. put down, and then everyone's like, "You son of a Dude, bitch." She's going to be Kenny. Like, 
She's yeah. going to be Kenny. Kenny is a, a literally a big, giant heel right now, but he gets cheered no matter what arena and what crowd it is. He always gets cheered. <laughs> but we saw in that match, he had an ultimate baby face to go against that people wanted to see win. AEW, it's now on them, not just Britt cutting these promos. It's on AEW to build up contenders for her yeah. that people want to see win. And I think they have some in there that could definitely do it. Rio being one of them. Statlander. Ty Conti. Yeah, her in front of a live crowd, she's going to do real well. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be tough. But this match, oh, oh boy. I thought they were going to keep it on Sheeta there for a second. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You can't do this. There was was a few times where I'm like, oh, my God, they're actually going to keep it on Sheeta because, like, it was too close. I I thought it it was going to end when uh, Rebel, not Reba, uh, hit hit uh, accidentally hit Brit in the head with the crutch. I'm like, oh, God, yep, they're going to keep it on Sheeta. I thought that was it. I'm like, body bag, so zip scared. it up. This is over. <laughs> it, I, it's, the, yeah. the Reba thing I could have done without just a little. I mean, I understand character-wise, like, why? But to me, I just think it would have been so much more if Brit won solo. And even the part where Rebel Not went backstage for two minutes to grab the new towel they dropped and the champagne. Really? Did you really gotta do that? As a as so a that, as an ultra heel, yes, <laughs> yes, hundred percent. I um, can't let the can't let the reaction confuse you from that she's an ultimate heel. Like she she I hates thought, everybody. <laughs> I'm surprised Kimmy has not brought this up. Look at the way she celebrated. Did you see it? Like the took. Curve stop? I know, I know, I know. Modified okay. famous. Or, but did you yeah. see though? Like she, it took everything in Brit to hold back her celebrating the way she wanted to celebrate. She. I could see her pushing to just celebrate all nonchalantly. Like, yeah, whatever. I just won the fucking title. I'm Except for Tony. Yeah. Tony. Yeah, like Tony Shavana. You know, she. I saw her smiling and she gave her gave her the biggest hug. But yeah, I've well, seen I'm, that. Did you see? I'm sure you've seen that, Kimmy, of her hugging Izzy at the press conference. And then she I tells Izzy, now you've hugged a real that. role model. I'm like, oh. Yes, I was going to mention my tag team partner. It's tag team week, guys. So, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... I- I look at it like this, like, I think you almost have to look at some of this show kind of, and there's someone else on Twitter who's said this is like, this was a little bit like ECW one night stand in some ways. This was like a reunion show where it's like AEW's reunited with a full crowd. Yeah. So some of it, I think we have to take with a grain of salt of just like how much Brit was really in the moment. Cause it was a real moment. It was a reunion with crowd. She finally got the payoff yeah. of people booing the crap out of her and saying she can't wrestle and she's not ready. And what's this? I always thought Brit's good. I was just like, she's a heel. She, why is she a face? She's a heel. She's going to be a great heel. And then when they did, I'm like, yeah, I was right. You know, sorry. You know, it's just, I think they'll course correct it. I think, but I think today was a little bit of anomaly for her for that. Cause I think I could totally see her like being real kind and thanking people on dynamite. Then being like F all of you none of you believed in me y'all suck and especially because this friday is live and there will be people there because i went and looked at the tickets it's, it's it is selling good so they there are gonna have a lot of people there yeah so, so but this match was this match was awesome and i don't know what i don't know what they do with she for now because she can go away for a bit but i feel like she's gone away for a lot i feel like she's been off tv a ton that's also true. Yeah. And I, so I don't know what to do with her. I don't think she's going to get pushed into anything long-term yet. I think it's going to be a quick feud. There's going to be something that she's going to get pushed in that's going to, you know, maybe. I think 
it's going to be a quick feud as in it's going to last the month of June and then it's going to cumulate at the first live show, the July 7th show. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to defend the belt on that first show just because, you know, it's the first show back with first dynamite back with like touring mm-hmm. and they need, you know, that's a good way to have a big match already set up for that, like a title match. Yeah. I can maybe see, I don't want to say Nyla Rose, but I, for some reason, see something to do with Nyla Rose. Um, cause we're, I mean, she's been on, I don't know if she's injured, but she's been on BT like almost every week. So I don't know what, if they're just, she they don't have anything, they just don't have anything for her. Maybe. I don't know what's uh, going on with that. I, again, I feel like Nyla Rose is in a slight holding pattern because she has the ultimate live heat magnet in Vicky Guerrero. And so Vicky Guerrero's great. What Cody said, the bench, like she's just waiting on the bench. Yeah. Kind she's, of thing. yeah. she's like, it's just like when she gets back in front of a live crowd, Vicky Guerrero is going to get her nuclear heat. So that's what you got to wait for. Yeah. So I guess for the month of June, maybe, I don't know. I don't know if they push Ty Conti right away on her. I think they kind of want to save her. Other than that, I, uh, I mean, Big Swole. Red Velvet I saw Big Swole tweeting before Double or Nothing. So I don't know if she's ready to make a comeback and she's going to come out. She's, and, been, on, she's been on Elevation and, and Dark. Yeah, so. I, I don't know if she's going to make a play. I, I, I can see her confronting Britt. Tessa Blanchard brought up in the chat. I don't Do I don't it. Know. You keep bringing it up, and I, it's just at this point, it's just like it's. The if it hasn't happened yet, I don't think so. Now. Yeah, she's seen punk now. We just yeah. every time there's doing something, it's it's Tessa or CM Punk, and I just don't see it happening. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm I'm gonna leave her in the back burner until we run out of options. But their division right now, as good as it oh, is. Oh, by the way, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there right now, and mark my words about this. All out, uh, women's casino battle royale: the Joker, Maki Ito calling Ooh. it now oh calling oh then now. her do you think that they'll do you think that will mean like is it just a one-off or they're gonna officially sign her like they're gonna be like hey come move over i think to the she's United just States. gonna be someone who has a working relationship with AEW. like i don't know if she'll ever fully sign with them i, I don't know because they've Again. done they've done it now now what twice twice now with two japanese although they've made so hokar she has moved here full-time to work with aw now riho's now yeah. moved here full-time to work with and AW, rio mizunami so. i think is moving here so there you go. You got three that are going to perp like Maki Ito. It's going to be, it'll be interesting, but I could see her as the Joker and that pop she'll get coming out in Chicago. Forget about it. Yeah. Call it. You heard it here first. My Saruga. I would love, uh, that's right. Cubic. I, I'm a f- big stand for my Saruga, her and uh, what she's been doing on Choco pro. And she appeared in the, she was in the first round of that women's tournament as well. She'll be there. She'll be an AW for sure. Yeah. She's really, she, I think she has a lot uh, that she can bring to the table, but we're going to move on here to continue this. So we're not having a three hour long podcast. Um, <laughs> Cause Triple threat time. yeah. Oh, I was going to talk about Sting and Darby Allen, Ethan Page, or Scorpio sky first. Oh, I thought uh, we were going with Kasari. Sting. Um, my God. Yeah. Sting was the story here. Uh, although Darby <laughs> looked like the, I like Turtles kid from the, the viral video. He looked exactly like it. Um, so, I mean, as soon as it came out, he literally had like the same, almost the same paint just with Sting design. I'm like, okay, you look literally like the I like Turtles. <laughs> literally like it. I'm like, okay, well, I can't unsee this now. And I had to, t- I, I, I said I was going to stay off Twitter. I'm like, yeah, I have to tweet about this. <laughs> like, I need to say something because it's bugging me. <laughs> it's funny because like, I was all like, man, if Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky lose this match, that's going to kill them. Uh, it didn't. Oh, really didn't. It, like, we're going to get Ethan Page. Like, that Ethan Page spot with the gorilla press into the crowd. Oh, man. Tony Khan is God. like, I finally got my bam, bam He watched the video. He's like, I watched the videos. Can we do something like this? 
what can, what do you guys want to do? I've seen you throw him into a pool. What can we do over here? And he's like, Kate, hey, we're going to throw you into the crowd where all the, the wrestlers Andrew's are. brothers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked they didn't make Fuego be sun, uh, front and center there and make him catch Tarni. <laughs> well, he got a Fuego caught a uh, Miro. Yeah, he <laughs> did. I saw him there in the beginning. I'm like, oh, he's getting a spot tonight. <laughs> Poor Fuego. guy. Everyone loves the Alabama's uh, That's okay. Uh, we have a, a new person to chat. Infer, am I going to say it right? Inferna Killer 03. Uh, I'm Italian. I still have a lot to learn. That's okay, man. That's okay. Uh, do you know Assassin's Creed? Yeah, I love Assassin's Creed. Great game. Um, but yes, anyway, Sting and Darby Allen, Ethan Page. I love the matching gear by Page and Scorpio Sky. Finally, they got some matching gear there. I mean, that, that, that's that got to tell you something that they're going to be staying a team for a bit, right? They don't Maybe. just... I don't know. It's weird. That was like a weird. I don't know if that was just for that event, but Sting, Sting, the big thing here, man. His, the the pop of the night from the people I got from the live reactions that were there saying that it was Sting jumping off the casino chips, <laughs> and I, I can't believe he did who, that. Who saw that coming. No, no one could have seen that coming. Still has it. That I was, was like what? <laughs> I've been watching Sting for more than over for 32 33 years and it just like i i have seen so many sting matches and that was like that was me going back to being eight how is this guy 64 and 62 he, and he jumped off a 15 foot casino <laughs> no and i don't know if a lot of people knew he was gonna do that like either. no you couldn't because everyone's like damn this guy's gonna have like one spot two spots in this match and it's gonna be all darby and this guy it's like nah i'm gonna jump off a casino chip fam and land on both of them. Ta-da. and he, then he, he the finish though yeah it was, so, was so logical that the veteran holds on to the rope preventing scorpio from, from hitting doing the cutter the slingshot, slingshot cutter and then catching him logically for the Scorpion Death Drop. I was like, that was the most logical. Like, it made so much sense that he would have caught him like that. And it wasn't just like, oh, Sting tapped him out in the middle of the ring. We're like, well, I guess Scorpio Sky's done. You know, it's just like, it just was like, like that. And he won. And I'm like, that's the sign of a veteran. That's what he would do. And I'm like, that, that makes all the sense in the world. Kyle. Yes. I think, I think you were on to something when you said about Darby and Sting breaking up the other day. Oh. Because I don't know if y'all caught this, but Darby, as Sting was celebrating on those ropes, Darby was like staring at Sting. And I was like, what is this hinting towards? Stop playing with my emotions, AEW. So I think that's hinting towards something. I don't know what, when, how, but that's something. Well, Sting got interviewed on the weekend prior to Double or Nothing and says he can still feel the power bomb from Brian Cage for a few months back. I imagine he's going to, I know it didn't, doesn't look that way, but I, th- I think he's pretty banged up from this match. So. I don't imagine we're going to get anything with him soon. I think uh, if it's going to be something with Darby, I don't know if they wait till All Out. Uh, I mean, that cinematic match could sell for All Out. I, I think, think it could. Um, so, I, I don't think you have to rush that. No, that's why I mean they, could, they can do stuff over the summer and then maybe near the end of the summer they could start breaking off. And you do what you – I like what Bill said during the predictions where, where he says that, you know, like Darby, like you need to like – you know, passing the torch, like from master to Padawan, like, you know, take this rock from my hand, young grasshopper, and you will be, you know, you'll be, I've ascended or whatever, you know, kind of like that kind of thing. So I don't know. Um, if they, if they do it, Darby's going to be like in charge of the whole thing. Cause he said like staying is like someone he really respects and gets it. And he said, if I was paired with someone younger, I'd probably throw my 
bang my head into a wall a million times a day. So I think like, if you're going to lead down that road, it's going to be something really crazy. And Hey, that's a hell of a Halloween match. Oh, that's true. If they wait till Halloween, if they have this big plans for the dynamite edition, that'd be great. I mean, putting those two guys' minds together to create a cinematic match, you know, it's going to be money. Like (laughs) it's going to be, I mean, they they did such a good job with the, the cinematic tag match with team Taz. And that was, that was all Darby and, and sting creating that. So like, I mean, that's just, that alone just proves that what we just said is could, could happen. But I, this was a great match. I, I really enjoyed this match. It was a lot more than I expected and it did its job. Um, we're going to talk about the, the uh, triple threat match now though, the world title Pac, orange Cassidy, Kenny Omega. Um, oh man. Oh, oh man. Uh, Kenny, I'm scared. Kenny I wasn't looked... going to be allowed to watch AEW anymore because what my dad told me before the match about I... how if Orange Cassidy won, I was not allowed to watch AEW in this house anymore. I got very scared. Well, did your dad have a collection of tennis rackets in his closet? No. <laughs> sounds like it. <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a cornet. Oh, I agree with you, but I was very scared. But thankfully, I can watch AEW in my house. But this match exceeded all expectations orange Cassidy got so over with the crowd that pop but you wouldn't think like how much more could he be over but you're right yeah and i just want to point out though my boy coming out dripped in gold that was you know it's hilarious though i honestly think that's do you think it was because of bully ray no yep i because i i thought i instantly thought of what bully ray said as soon as i seen him come out looking like that like where he was he, wearing all the title belts. He literally was wearing all the title belts. And it was literally it was, what, what Bully Ray said. I think there's a little uh little tweak there. Yeah. It was but it was a hey, look. He done, looked, if it was me, I would have done that. He also though looked so good. Like he looked boss. He looked all like bo- like having all those belts dripped around him. Like, okay, this is like this is the man. This is the best guy in wrestling today. Doesn't matter. I don't care if the, the stands are going to come at me and go, Jim no, Ross. it's Roman. It's Roman. No, no. This is the guy right here. Jim Ross this owes him. Is now he said, man. if Kenny Omega wins, I will say he is the greatest wrestler in the world. He is the greatest wrestler. Like, look, he just looks so good with all that belt. And he, he deserves it because look at this fucking, this match was so damn good. Oh my God. Like the ending, the, the, the multiple finishes we got at the end. Like I was on the edge of my seat for this. Cause I honestly thought at one point that orange cat, the one spot where he threw Pac out of the ring to pin Kenny. I'm like, Oh, that's going to be it. I'm like, they're going to do it. They're going to pull the trigger. The one I, I should know better. So I, I've been watching wrestling a long time. I mean, you could tell by the gray in my hair and my beard. I'm not young, but that's the thing about AEW is that like, I should know better that Kenny was going to win this match and there's no way Orange Cassidy is going to win. But I literally say I was jumping out of my seat, pulling my hair like, oh, my God, they might do they might do it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, but they could. There was a few times like Pac might win this because he's he was the forgotten man in a lot of this. But that spot where he would not let the brutalizer go. Yeah. And they slip in, oh, yeah, this is a three-way DoTQ, blah, blah, blah. And I saw a lot of people react on Twitter. Oh, why are they being like WWE, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, this actually makes sense because, you know, they used, they used that disqualification thing to get him off and to hit him with all the belts. That was perfect. He, he used each belt until the very last belt, the AW belt, to knock him out. I'm like, 
the you couldn't have written a better ending to this match. I thought someone was going to tug on the AEW belt. That's what I thought was going to happen. Like, there was a reason they were waiting for it. The AEW title was going to be last. The way someone was going to throw it in, someone was going to pull it down. But I didn't know who. I was thinking it was best friends were going to come out. And oh. one of them would have would have stopped him or something. But um, or, one, or one of Lucha Brothers or something like that. But it didn't happen. I thought and this is a theme for the night, I thought the commentary on this match was incredible. Like, Don Callis almost having a heart attack, like, literally, and then yelling shit at one point. It's just like, that was perfect. And Tony Schiavone just being utterly biased and being like, especially in Stadium Stampede, he was like, can you just, can you just slam that trunk on his head? That'd be great. <laughs> and even JR, I felt like this was JR's best AEW call bar none you could yeah. tell he was ready and he was ready to go yeah he made mistakes Every, they all made mistakes but like he sounded great but don Callis made this really good and my god i did think they were going to strap up uh, freshly squeezed and i was ready for it and the way they ended it i was just like that was perfect as a match that none of no one cared about everyone's like this doesn't build well and then, then, like, we watched that, and we're just like, oh, hey, you know what? Maybe we, maybe they were right. Maybe um, we, maybe right. Speaking of Don Callis, though, I did read that he is going to be officially with AEW. I guess he's now pretty much done with Impact and is going to be full-time with AEW. So he's going to be doing a lot more stuff with AEW. So. Roundabout sort of way, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people were like surprised, but it was just like that was well known. I thought that his contract with Impact ended in 2020, like oh 2021. Sorry, Jesus, I can't remember years. But yeah, I, I was like, yeah, it was pretty well known. I mean, Kimmy knew it. I mean, she's in the know, so it's just obviously like, she's got all the hookups. Holler if you hear her, and we do. <laughs> so yeah, great, great match. Good for Kenny holding on to the belt, and they did a fantastic job. And then I, I kind of held out. I was waiting. I'm like, oh, are they going to do something? Are they do something? And as soon as I saw them moving quickly up the stage to the back, I'm like, oh yeah, they're not. No one's coming out here, and uh, yeah, it's fine. I, I still, I still was was fine with it. I mean, so for Secret Detective, yes, Tony Khan in the media scrum said that yes, AEW and Impact are still going to be partnering, yeah. especially with Kenny being their champion, but not just because Kenny's their champion. He wants to do with more talent, men, male and female. So that's what he said he would love to keep doing it and wants to do more. So, yeah, they're going to be working together. It's coming, guys. Let's be yeah. patient here. No, I mean, it, but that was the thing. It was because he said it was like even, you know, it started earlier in the year with Matt Hardy and Private Party. And after right. that, not much. But, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more there. Give me Britt versus Deanna. Give it to me. I don't, know, I don't me. know if I'm ready for it. I have, to, I have to prepare myself emotionally for that match because that's going to be amazing. Um, I want it. Give it to me. So... Let's talk about the main I'll, event. I just have to just I have to do a lot of meditation beforehand. That's <laughs> be a lot of stress for me that day. I have to like I like both of them, but Deanna's from New Jersey, so it's like I have to root for her. It's yeah, like in the yeah. laws of I don't want to see because I don't know who I'd root for. Right. Mm. Yeah, I probably. But uh Stadium Stampede two, the second ever one, inner circle pinnacle. Jericho's um, and the inner circle's entrance. Jesus. Okay, when Very I say subtle. I say Very Jesus subtle. because I was scaring the shit out of me because I couldn't tell if like because they were swinging like crazy. I'm like, oh, what's going on? Is this live? Like I could not tell. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> you know, it was very understated. Um, it had a lot of nuance to it. Yeah, I I loved it. As soon as they the hired a stunt coordinator from John Wick to help do this whole thing. Okay, 
but I, I, okay, I very much enjoyed this stadium stampede. Um, up until, I can't say I hated the ending. I just did not expect that to be the ending to be Sean Spears and Sammy Guevara. But I understand why they did it. What? Why? Why do you hate it so much? Because I thought the story was going to be Jer. I thought that the, they should have ended oh, with Jericho and MJF. They, they, I think they should have ended with Jericho and MJF. But when the outcome was made that the inner circle won, I'm like, okay, so now, now I get because they don't want to bury MJF because he's the leader of the pinnacle. And that would have, I think that would have actually derailed any momentum from the pinnacle. But this makes a lot more sense because as much as I love my guy and wearing his t-shirt, he kind of is the weak link in the pinnacle, right? Like he's, and he, he, he took the fall here. So, and it made Sammy look good because he's the future, right? He's a bit, he's, he's, he's a massive star and they gave him a good rub here by, by being the one to win it for the inner circle. But besides the, that, all the arena stuff, the uh, the the stadium stuff that they did was amazing. From the Jaguars coach showing up to I popped hard for that. For I co- was so excited. <laughs> for, I love where he was like, "Oh shit!" And I'm yeah, like, <laughs> handing him the footballs and the laptop and everything. The the Conan in the club thing, like reuniting with LAX. I was just like, "This this was so perfect." They like they can just they can do standing stampede every year, and I don't know. It's going to be really tough to keep topping it, but they topped last year's with this one, I think. I really enjoyed this one a lot more. There's so many cool things. Even my boy getting his little chair spot in that chair room with all the chairs everywhere, like literally a 360 degree of all chairs. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, Some pointed out, Kenny pins Sammy in the first one, Sammy gets the pin in this one. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Full yeah. circle. This Full is inner really- circle. This is really the match for Sammy to look strong too. Like I just felt like throughout the match, you just saw Sammy doing all these cool spots. Maybe the flip off the wall. Yep. I was like, "Wow, buddy." Yep. I thought this. Yeah, they they balanced humor well in this, but not not too much. Uh, I like when he punched the Shad Khan thing, and Jericho's like, "You're in so much." Oh trouble. yeah, the sign. <laughs> <laughs> out of him. I'm like, oh, I want him to make an appearance after I see them going through the offices. Gonna, I thought he was going to do I'm it. like, I let mean, them barge in on him. Like, please let them barge in on him, like, like doing something. And then, like, he says, who are you? <laughs> They're like, we work for Tony. Who? <laughs> like, just like something like that. <laughs> uh, that all that would have been a little too much like that money in the bank the with bank. The spot. With yeah. McMahon. Yeah. I think that would have been a little too close to that. Not like it would have been as the same, but it would have been a little close to that. But, um, my favorite segment, I felt like Wardlow and Hager really knocked the shit out of each other. Yeah. They went through a with wall. The plastic so. pigs in the freezer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they people went through like, a wall. So people, and people made a big deal. Of it. I'm like, just get over it. Come on. It's a two. It was a one second shot. Get over it. But I thought the LAX FTR, give me that feud. Oh um, and, like their brawl, I was just like, they're really just beating the shit out of each other. Like he's just throwing bottles. I don't care if those are gimmick bottles or not. Like they're chucking glass at each other at this point. Yeah, gimmick glass can totally still hurt if it's broken. <laughs> um, totally intrigued me because Tully was matching all of them oh, <laughs> when they came in on the truck. And I was like, is he low key in this match? He I got so, very confused. He was. He I was like, so oh, weird. okay, Tully, six on five. I see. <laughs> like, so weird. I'm like, oh, but Tully, they, you but can't the wear point that. they got just a little rushed in that spot where I think Santana is just like, I'm going to be like your boy. And it was just, he did the wooden spike and jabbed him right in the head. Yeah. And that's why he was out. And I was just like, God damn, I said that that's awesome. I will say I don't know if I want this match every year though. 
Yeah. I could go without it for like two or three years. You need two teams to really build it up. Like even with the elite man or circle with the first one, those were two teams that everyone was like, Oh my God, that's how things in AEW. And the same thing with inner circle. Maybe you should say the inner circle thing. Maybe like, you know, maybe it can, maybe only the inner circle brings it up whenever they're a team together. Cause clearly I don't think by this time next year, they're going to be a group. There'll be, there'll be, you know, there'll still be inner circle, but I think a couple of them will be separated doing their own thing. Cause, I would hope so. cause, cause now There's, proud and powerful have tweeted out that they're going to, they, you know, they kind of just tease that they're going to do their own thing now. What, what do you guys think of the pinnacle losing though? Cause for me, it's like, do we oh, have, cause people are like, this, well, they have to have a rubber match. I'm like, with what guns? Yeah. That's what, what I was thinking. And that's why it's on the podcast too. I'm like, this is 50, 50 booking. Cause there has to be a third, but what can you do? Cause you already did the blood and guts. You did stadium stampede. What else are you going to introduce in this that they haven't done? You can't go back to a regular five on five. Cause that derails everything. Cause that's what you should have started with a regular five on five, the blood and guts to the stadium stampede being that third rubber. But now know. you backed yourself into a corner. AW. Could you though? What shall you do? I don't know. What if they, one of them challenged each other? Like, you know, how about we 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 beat each other up with stuff? How about we stick to just straight wrestling and we try to see who's the better wrestling team? Mm, I don't know if that would go. I think like that is a wrestling company. We're not a right, but we're not an action movie company. No, but you've built this feud up to be so violent and so vicious, and now they're at one apiece. So it's like, what do you do? Like. What, like it's like from the movie speed what do you do it's like it's it's oh. a big question that i don't know if we have an answer to just yet uh because are they just gonna call it a day and they're gonna go their separate ways i don't see that i mm, um i think so just because what private part or proud power will just tweet it out they kind of look like they're gonna be they're, they're gunning for the the gold now they kind of just kind of tweeted that they're gunning for gold I know FTR is probably going to stop them from doing that, and they're going to may, they may start a feud, but I can't see them doing something else. Unless the only thing I could see is if Jericho and MJF have one more match. Yeah. You could spin it that way, but I would not do five on five again. Yeah, you got to have something with those two, like a barbed wire match, like a no roped, non exploding barbed wire match. Could see that. Could see a bunkhouse brawl between those two because Jericho, I mean, that, that looks, you know, he's still hurt. He's going to be touring and, you know, he's going to be, he's moving into commentary too. Like they, they alluded to this and Jericho mentioned this months ago that he's going to be the new announcer on the new show on Rampage. So it'll be interesting to see the fates of these two teams because you can't move Pinnacle to the elite. No, you could move inner circle to the elite, but unless they hold on, maybe the triple belts are coming soon and they're going to, they're going to enter in the tournament. To get some momentum back. I think we're going to see them all off TV for a while. Okay. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, it'd be really interesting to see what they do. Cause I can't figure out how, like, cause I've seen people like, well, you gotta have a rubber match. And I'm just like, what? I don't know what that is. Like, I really, really don't know what that is and what those stakes would be. Right. Like, okay. They, they, they disband. All right. Well, we, we had that stipulation. What else they're going to do? Jericho leaves wrestling forever. I don't know. Like, I can't, I can't see it right now. Right. But then again, we didn't see Stadium Stampede coming, and this worked out really, really well. I don't think anyone looked bad by the Pinnacle. Didn't look bad by losing. Thanks. And everyone wants to sing Judas. Hmm. Oh, of course, that was so over Friday and yesterday. Jeez. I and guess forever. we will have to just wait and see. It's just one of those things where I, 
I do have faith in AW they're going to do the right oh, thing. Yeah. I just got to wait and I guess I don't know. It's This is a toughie. This is a toughie to do with the Pinnacle going forward here. But uh I'm excited. I mean, uh for y'all wondering about the month of June with Dynamites when concerning the Diamonds it, it, you should expect Friday night Dynamites for the next couple of weeks here because of the NBA playoffs. Um I don't force it. I, they only have this Friday show on sale. The next sale date for Dynamite is July. So I, yeah, because I don't think they know. Yeah, just with the, the the structure of the playoffs, I just don't the NBA playoffs. I don't know if they have they can even announce any of that stuff yet. So best be prepared that we're gonna be having a couple of more Friday dynamites the next couple of weeks. Um, and if so, expect this podcast to be either on the weekend or the following Monday, just due to you know weekends. Usually, me and Tiff are really busy. Um, so you have lives. <laughs> Yeah, we have lies and like other stuff. Like I'm into gaming now, and, I'm all, and, I, and I do a lot of my content creating, like the creation of stuff during the weekends. I kind of loot the weekends to that and whatever I have going on in my own life. So that's that for the podcast. So like I said earlier, this podcast, the next episode will be next Monday. A week from today, we'll be covering the Friday's Dynamite, any news and all that stuff with that. But I do want to thank you two for coming on to the podcast today and doing the review show and uh, Bill again for the predictions and the review show, Kimmy for the review show. It's always nice having you come back. You definitely both are going to be future guests here. We kind of become the the actual like best friends of the <laughs> the podcast world. Uh, Kimmy being the Stylander, me, Bill, and uh, Bob being the Trent, Chuck, and Orange Cassidy of the group. So, um, But now we're at the end of the show. Going to give you guys your alluded time for your shameless plugs, just like we do in the Bob Culture Podcast. We'll start with you, Bill. Bill. Here's your time to shine. Let us know where people can find you and what you do. I uh, thank you so much for having me on. I did a lot of AEW stuff this weekend. <laughs> um, I, if you must follow me on Twitter, I am at Bodkin Writes, W-R-I-T-E-S. And if you need to know, Bodkin spells B-O-D-K-I-N. Uh, I'm mostly retweeting stuff from thepopbreak.com, which is the site I have been the editor-in-chief of for the last going on 12 years. Kimmy just made her debut on the site Ooh. reviewing the Friends reunion. Uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, I have so many notes for you, Kimmy. No, I'm kidding. It's a joke. You it was, said you didn't. I compared my draft to the original. I didn't edit it, by the way. My TV editor did. I was, oh, it was a bad weekend. Um, it, no, for me, personally. Uh, so, thepopbreak.com, every single day, we are talking about television, movies. Yes, the movies are back, Ooh, <laughs> which is crazy. Let's go. Uh, then we have, uh, of course, music, concerts are back. It, wild comic books anime pro wrestling digital trends of course i am also the co-host of the socially distanced podcast which is the flagship podcast of the popbreak.com i host it every single thursday which might change because low-key decided hey not the wrestler the show and be like hey uh we're gonna drop on wednesdays and not fridays so it's like uh crap we gotta figure out a new day uh because i don't also want to give up wrestling on wednesdays um so we're going to figure that out. Uh, but right now, find us a socially distanced podcast. We are on Spotify, Anchor, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Of course, uh, the Pop Break has a number of podcast platform, uh, hubs on those same sites. Uh, that would be, and the winner still is, Pop Break TV, um, the Way Too Early Oscar Podcast, and the Breakcast. And on the Breakcast Hub, you can hear my first official episode of this wrestling podcast, This Wrestling Life, a podcast, where my good brother, Kenny Pete, and I, we talk about uh, wrestling fandom. We talk a lot of random indie, st- indie stuff, and we talk about underrated wrestlers. And in this episode, we are talking about Two Cold Scorpio. 
one of the greats and follow the pop break on twitter at the pop break popbreak.com all spelled out on facebook and at the pop break on instagram which should be updated since we'll be going to probably start shooting concerts again this summer awesome so kimmy your time to shine letting everybody know what you do and where people can follow you at i feel like this list gets longer every time i do a new show and that's kind of scary but here we go I mean, I know, like I have people downstairs in my house right now. I left my company to do this podcast. So you're welcome. Oh, yeah. I left my family downstairs. So yeah, apparently I have to grow hand. Bless you, girl. Bless you. <laughs> so Twitter, Kimmy underscore Sokol, Instagram, Kimmy talks wrestling. And of course, woman division Wednesdays. If you're not watching it 7 PM on ring of honors, YouTube channel, what the hell are you doing? Who is next to get your ticket of gold? Who knows? I low key have mine in a very small fortune because wrestling with questions is coming soon to a YouTube channel near you. You can also find me on East coast autograph auctions on Facebook. We're doing a bunch of virtual signings this Saturday. We have former WWE superstar Jillian Hall and recently released NXT superstar Brandy Lauren. Ooh. Whoa. Crazy. And of course the pop break, you can also find me there because I'm going (laughs) to do more stuff with Bill because now we, I joined everything now and I was like, wow, official. Yay. And also this week, my internship with the open mat, I'm writing all about real wrestling, NCAA, high school, amateur, international and Olympics. Pro wrestling is real wrestling. You're talking about amateur wrestling. I didn't. Okay. So when I called him, he was like, you watch studio wrestling. And I'm like, what the hell is studio wrestling? Like, this is not Techwood Studios in 1974. <laughs> hey, listen, Ole Anderson ain't on the TV fighting Jack Briscoe, brother. Let's, let's, let's. I was very offended, but I didn't want to yell at him. But um, my article about Steve Gableson and the Olympics and what he's doing with WWE will be out sometime this week. So yay. Awesome. Thanks, Kyle. You're welcome. I got to get some sort of Kimmy on the No Holds Barred Network. Maybe we got to talk about a show here. Um, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. You can follow both of them. I'm going to put their links down in the description below if you're watching this on YouTube. You can follow both of them. I'm going to put them both there. Um, thank you guys for tuning in live. If you're tuning in live, if you're watching back on YouTube, if you're one of my audio listeners, you guys know you're my favorite. Thank you for downloading the episode each and every single week and listening to the All Elite Podcast. This has been another edition. This has been our Double or Nothing review right here on the No Holds Bar Network, which is your source for all wrestling podcasts, content, and more. I am your host. I am your self-proclaimed greatest host, the Canadian God. My name is Kyle Masters. Joined by Bill and Kimmy. And as we do here, we love to give Kenny Omega the spotlight and give us a nice sign-up. So, Kenny, take it away, son. Goodbye. And good night. Bang.